Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today we'll continue our series in the Essentials for a Follower of Christ. We'll look at dealing with sin, recognition, confession, repentance that bears fruit. Here is the second half and conclusion to this two-part study. Malice is, is, is wicked conduct towards one another with the idea of harming the person or either harming their reputation. Like you, you have such malice that you want to inflict injury or harm on that person. Maybe it's a business and y'all had a business deal that went bad and you're like, man, that guy, I, I just want him, to, I want him to physically hurt for what he did to me. That's malice. Or you go around and you tell everybody that person, you know, this is their character. And you, you disparage their reputation. It's wicked conduct. If you take pleasure in that type of stuff, do you take pleasure in seeing others suffer? If you do, you need to deal with that stuff. It's a sin. It's a sin. It leaves the door. When you, when you have bitterness and gossip and division and wrath and malice, if we don't deal with it immediately, it, it just... The enemy uses it. Then he says slander. That's when you have a malicious false statement or report. You slander somebody. And you do it falsely with the intent to defame them. You have gossip. That's another thing. And and let me tell you something. Gossip is the cancer that kills any church. If you don't deal with gossip, it, it can destroy families. It can destroy churches. It's, it's so bad. In James chapter 4, verse 11, it says, Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother uh, or a sister or judges when they speak against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it but sitting in judgment on it. It's not our place to judge. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such is good for building up as fit, fits the occasion that may give grace to those who hear. And so we're seeing a lot of people when they, they think, oh, well, that's just a casual sin. There's no casual sin. It's all sin. There are no big sins or small sin. They're all sin to God. And if you're speaking negative, negatively about somebody and gossiping about them, guess what? You are, you're in sin. Blasphemy. That is the, when you take the Lord's name in vain. Plain and simple. If you're still doing that as a Christian, you need to stop. And you need to ask for forgiveness. Filthy language. In James chapter 3, verses 6 through 9, it says, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is, is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body 
and sets on fire the course of nature and it's set on fire by hell. You need to remember like filthy language. Matthew chapter 12 verse 36 says every careless word that man speak they will render an account for it on the day of judgment. Are my jokes and my words offensive to others? You need to confess it. You need to repent. Do not lie. John chapter 8, verse 44. You are the father of the devil, and your will is to do the father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning and has nothing to do with the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So if you're lying, you're doing exactly what the devil does. He is the father of lies. What are you acting like, the son or daughter of lies? You're supposed to put these things off. And so again, every sin that's not put to death will do those two things. It will weaken the soul or, or darken the soul. It will deprive you of its ability or it will deprive you and you'll have no comfort or peace. And Jeremiah tells us in Jeremiah 4.14, it says, O Jerusalem, wash your heart from evil that you may be saved. How long shall your wicked thoughts lodge within you? It's like, how long are you, are you going to hang on to the sin? How long are you going to continue to allow these branches of sin out and not deal with the idolatry that's causing it? It's like you need to deal with all of it, but you need to confess it and ask God to wash your heart. There should be transformation because you are a new man. I love Colossians chapter 3. Let's continue down to verse 10. It says, And have, uh, and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him, where uh, there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, bar barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is in all, and Christ is all and in all. And so our strength comes from Christ. Our strength comes from the Holy Spirit. We are to renew and be a new creation in Christ. And, and how do we do that? That's through the Word of God. It's through God's Word. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says, For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and of the, the joints and marrow, and is, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. Psalm 119.105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You are to be renewed, but not just be renewed, be renewed in knowledge. Renewed in knowledge and to be, to be more like the image of Jesus. That's what you've been saved for. And I, and I love what he tells you because next he's going to get into what we're supposed to put on. And, and this is very important as we, as we dive into this is like to understand these are the things that you're supposed to put on. He's telling you, like, I want to use you. I, I, I want to be you to be used in your marriage, in your family, in your community, in your church. And, and we need to put the old man to death. We need to, we, we need to put him away and bury him and stop trying to dig him back up. But we need to walk with Christ. And who is the gospel for? Everybody. It's for everybody. And Paul goes on, and he's telling them at this point, he's like in verse 12, he says, Put on then as God chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. 
And if, if one has complained against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. He's like, look, you gotta, you got to put this on. You're going to put that old life away and you're going to put on Jesus. You're going to put off the, the, the grave clothes and put on the grace clothes. And that's something we're supposed to do daily. We have to choose to do this. We have to choose to, that's why he says, are you limping between these two decisions? You either follow me or you don't. You, you pick up your cross, you die to self, and you follow Christ. And you put these things away. I'm holy, and I'm only holy based on what God's done, what Jesus has done on the cross. I'm, pers- I'm in the pursuit of holiness, pursuit, the, the, the pursuit of righteousness, and I am a sinner today. But I know that Jesus loves me, and I know that I need to confess those sins every day. Every day, I still need to deal with that stuff. My past, my present, my future sins been dealt with as a follower of Christ, but I still need to abide in Him, meaning that I want to live for Him. I'm in a new creation, and I do want to put these things on. I want to have a compassionate heart, and I love that because the compassionate heart means that you, you, you have a heart that's compassionate with mercy, meaning you want to help people that are hurting. And, and, it, and, and you have kindness, and it's not just, it, it is an unselfish spirit is what it means. It, it's an attitude of affection. It, I love that. It's, it's like you want to help a stranger, but can I ask you something? Would you actually have that kindness in your home? Would you have that kindness in your marriage? Because let me tell you, for a lot of people, it's easy to go jump out and have kindness and help others. And have that type of affection, but they can't do it in their own home. It has to be practiced in the home first. Then he talks about humility. And all humility is, is the absence of pride. In James chapter 4, verse 10, it says, Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. Man, if you, every time you walk away from sin and you confess it and you repent and you turn to him, there's blessing. There's blessing. Then we see meekness. Meekness is, is, is not weakness. It's actually power under control. And I love what he says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. He says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. You know, when we think about sin and we think about humility and meekness, one of the things that does happen is like you, you, you are forgiven, but there are consequences to your sin. I want to make sure you understand this. Uh, for instance, my brother, my brother struggled with alcohol for, for many years. Um, and everybody in the family tried to help him over time. Everybody. Eventually ended up in jail. He gave his life to Christ before he went to jail. Now, everything that had happened that got him there because of the alcohol was forgiven. But there was a consequence here on earth that he still had to pay, meaning he had to go to jail. He was forgiven by God. He, he has no debt that needs to be paid from God. That's done. It's been paid on by the cross. All sins are paid on at the cross, right? And, and so uh, there are consequences to our sin, meaning that we, can, we, we are forgiven, but uh, we, we have a consequence for the sin, like, for instance, if you, if you hurt somebody and, and you ask for forgiveness, it may take time for that trust to build back up again. Uh, for instance, for me and my wife, we had 22 years of a wrecked marriage and 
the destruction of five kids and and we finally I, I gave my heart to Christ and Christ I mean showed up in a way that was so real show I mean just so real and I repented and asked Christ into my heart and I was just like I believe in you Jesus I I I believe you died on the cross. I believe you were resurrected. Just, I need help. I am a sinner. I didn't say the sinner's prayer. I just asked Christ into my heart. And then I started reading my Bible. And I started trying to be obedient to God's word. And But there were consequences to my sin. I was still dealing with the repercussions of the 22 years of a mess of a marriage and the 22 years of the kids. Well, the kids, you know, were 17, uh, 17, 15, 14, and 13, I think, when when uh, we came to faith, and, and um, they struggled, and they were still, they all came to Christ, all five of them, praise God. Um, but I think, you know, at the end of the day, it was not an easy road, for sure. But that's where patience comes in. Like when I look at this verse, I, I can remember reading Colossians chapter 3 as a young believer and, and just saying, you know what, Lord, I need help with this. Like when I read about patience, put on patience. So we, we go from put on, you know, to, to put on meekness, to put on humility, then he says patience. And, 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 and having patience, that means you're persevering through suffering sometimes and you're being patient. And you're, you're asking Christ. You're not trying to run from the situation, but you're asking Christ, what can I learn from this? What do you want me to do through this? Because you're, you're enduring it. You're consistent in, the, in, in the, the patience of steadfastness and perseverance. And, and that's what you hope for. Uh, the one thing that I love the most is it says bearing with one another. And that, that patience, meaning that we're bearing uh, with our brother and sisters uh, as they may go through failings or they go through hardship. Uh, but we're patient with them. But it also says forgiving each other. Whoa, that's a hard one. Forgiving each other. This is one many people struggle with. It says, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. That's a tough one. How do you forgive somebody that's passed away? You ask God. You just say, Lord, I, 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 I'm asking for forgiveness for the way that I, me and my father's relationship was. He's no longer here. But Lord, forgive me. And you're forgiven. And, and that's the reality of it is understanding. Like there, there may be somebody that hurts you deeply, deeply. And there are some, man, when we look at sin, we have to understand uh, sin comes from a fallen world. Meaning that when Adam and Eve sinned, this perfect world came crashing and we have illness and we have death and we have murder and we have wars. And man, you think of the most vile sin that comes from the fall of man. But do you understand that like there are people that have been sexually abused and they actually have forgiven. They don't, they, you don't, it's not saying you have to go talk to that person. But they've actually just turned that over to God and, and just, I forgive. I, I, I remember reading about uh, there was a young man when they had that shooting in Charleston, South Carolina, when the, the kid went into the church and just shot up the Baptist church. And the, the mother had passed away. And the son, probably 10 days later, was like, I forgive him, the shooter. And you go, 
how does that happen? Well, that happens because of Jesus. That happens because of what Jesus did on the cross. That happens because of what Jesus is doing in our hearts. We can forgive, but it starts with us starting to pray. It starts with us starting to rely on God. It's, it starts with us moving forward and remaining constant and, and letting go of that past hurt and those memories and just saying, Lord, you deal with those. It, it's, it's, it is hard. Look, when you know me and my wife d- deeply hurt each other, deeply hurt each other, and letting go of that, letting go of that. You're talking about somebody who committed adultery on her, and she, she, she turned. <laughs> it's, it's crazy because I don't even, I don't even get it, and yet she forgave me. After we came to know Christ, we went through Christian counseling, and God did a, a just a miracle in our marriage. And she went up and just says like they were doing um, a time of prayer and worship, and. She went up and just asked for, like, I, I need to give my husband forgiveness. And just started weeping. And, and that's, what, that's what God does. And I love what it says in verse 14. And it says, and above all these, put on love. Love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Put on love. Oh, man, do we need love. And that's agape love. That's that sacrificial love. That's, that's love that expects nothing in return. The problem is, is when you're, when you're putting on those things you're not supposed to put on, right? When you're putting those things on, then you're, it, it's like the love that you're trying to display is like 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 through 3. It says, if I speak in tongues of man and of angels, but have not, Love, I'm a noisy gong or a glanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and I understand all the mysteries and all the knowledge, and if I have all faith, so that as to remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have and I have not delivered up my body to be burned, but have not loved, I gain nothing. I gain nothing. I gain nothing. So he's, he's telling you like all those things that you were supposed to put off, if you still have those and you haven't you haven't dealt with them, you're just a noisy gang and you're a noisy gong, a noisy symbol. Uh, you may it may seem like it's love, but man, nobody's hearing you. Nobody's hearing you. And I love that it's perfect harmony. And it says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. The word rule is actually an athletic term like an umpire. And, and the umpire is the one who has the final say. He's the one who has the final call. And, and Christ has the final rule in our life. He has the final say in my life. I hope he has the final say in your life. And if there's something where you're struggling with, or you're, you're, you're dealing with wrath, you're dealing with anger, maybe you've even gone back to those things that the followers, the sons of disobedience were doing, like fornication, and like you're diving back into those things. You need to confess them and deal with your sin. Christ has the final say. And I love what he says in verse 16, let the words of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another, and all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts of God. And unfortunately, you know, what happens is we have a lot of people that can teach and admonish themselves and they can sing hymns and songs and to themselves because they're spiritually obese. 
I think one of the other things that's really sad is when you have somebody who sits in church and they just they just keep eating, but they never do. There's no action, no faith behind it. Uh, verse 17, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Man, I love that. When I read this verse, one of the things I think about right off the bat is like, Lord, I, I, I need you to search my heart. David, David asked for that. David asked for that in Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. He says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievance way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Like, would you actually pray that prayer tonight? Think about that. Would you, would you actually pray that prayer with me right now? Because if we deal with our sin, we recognize that maybe there was something on this list and you're limping between the two. You have idols that are going on in your life and God is saying it's time to get rid of the idols. Stop limping between the two. Follow me. Put away the fornication. Put away the sin and follow me. It's been, it, you've recognized it because it hits your heart. You recognized it. And you're like, oh, <laughs> I got to deal with that, right? But am I going to deal with it? Are you going to confess it and repent? I love what it says in Matthew chapter 3, verse 8. It says, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. You know, if somebody's actually walked away from their sin, they start bearing fruit. They start bearing fruit because repentance means that you've turned from your sin. And that's that, that's that thing you always hear about the 180 degree turn. You turn from sin and you turn the other way to Christ. And your life begins to bear fruit. That's how you know if somebody's walked away from their sin. It bears fruit. It bears fruit. Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any grievance way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. Would you do that as a follower of Christ? This is essential. This is essential. Like, would you actually, like, you know what's going on in your heart. You know what's going on in your, in your thoughts. <laughs> would you, you have the Holy Spirit in you. You're, you, you. When you give your life to Christ, you give your heart to Christ, you repent and you confess, you're filled and sealed with the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit in you, and if you ask for this that David asked for, and you say, Lord, you know my heart, you, you, you know my thoughts, I need you to see if there's anything in here that's leading me astray, because I want to be led to the everlasting, right? I want to be led to the everlasting. And it goes back to those two things that sin does. It goes back to those two things that sin does. It, it, it's going to be... Uh, deprive deprive you of your ability it weakens the soul or it's going to darken the soul and deprive you of any comfort and peace if you have no comfort or peace today it's probably because sin has control of your life idolatry has control of your life and just like it said in first kings 18 verse 21 elijah came to came near to all the people and he said how long will you go limping between two different opinions if the Lord is God, follow him. But if they hold, then follow him. And the people did not answer him a word. 
I pray you don't do that today. Answer God. If you're struggling right now thinking, I don't even know if God's real, ask God to show up in a way that's so real in your life that you could not deny Him. He'll do that. He'll show up in a way, but that means when He shows up, you've recognized it. Now what are you going to do with it? Are you going to confess and repent and follow Him? Are you going to go on limping and not answer a word and follow Baal, follow the idolatry of this world? So many people have chosen not to answer the question. And if you're a follower of Christ, it's essential for you to deal with your sin. What are you putting on? What are you putting off? And if you're putting back on those grave clothes, you need to, get, you need to let those go and bury them and put back on the grace clothes. And remember, gossip is sin, right? Anger is sin. Malice is sin. There are no little sins in the kingdom of God. They're all sin, and they need to be dealt with. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio, pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. uh, You you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light and you'll find it. Uh, We hope that you enjoyed today's broadcast. If you'd like to give to this ministry, uh, what I would always suggest is give to this radio station it's because of this radio station that we have great expository teachers uh, for you and i would say um, make that donation to them i hope that you have a wonderful wonderful day god bless you remember you can find us at calvarydivine.org calvarydivine.org god bless you